0: Hello and welcome aboard the battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Back. And thank you for listening, David. What's up? How's it going?
1: Uh, Pretty well. Uh, Just want to let the listeners know we are safe. We are not on fire here. Yeah, we're fine. We're well south of Silmar. Yeah. And well poorer than Montecito. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Though not anymore. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) No, that's anyway. So um, that's mean. I'm sure they're still very rich.
1: I'm sure plenty of. Exotic pets perished in the flames. That's true. Yes. In Montecito,
0: yes, like an iguana or something or some <laughs> other thing, but um, probably
1: a Bengal tiger or two. <laughs>
0: something that's endangered. That's for uh-huh. sure. Um, so uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if we have any announcements. We don't. Okay. Um, David, you had something you had you wanted to get off your chest. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I get off. Oh, I mean, okay. There's a couple <laughs> things. Well, one. I'm gonna, this is I'm going to be beating a drum that I've beaten many times before. Especially just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Wesley, Wesley Snipes. But I was reading okay. about uh, Terrence Howard is not going to be in Iron Man Two. Right. Don Cheadle is playing the role. Yep. And I was reading a, revu- uh, a review, an article about it. Yeah. Uh, and one of the theories is that Terrence Howard was quote difficult on set. And w- maybe I'm like a reactionary liberal, but whenever I hear that a, a woman or a black person is difficult on set. I roll my eyes.
0: And, uh, um, do you really, I, I, go ahead. Well, I, my, I mean, my, th- my, what I had heard was that his, uh, role in the next one was going to be greatly reduced and he was going to be paid a great deal less money. And that's why he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that was
1: one, there was the, 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 art, we probably read the same article. It was probably Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. It gave, like, a few different.
0: Right. And my thing is, like, you know, it, first off, the part is not that important in the first place, but I do like consistency. Yeah. Um, so I would have liked to see him come back. Uh, but the thing that uh, that got me is the the tone of the article seemed a little not on his side. D- did you get that?
1: Yeah, that he either, either he was difficult to work with right. or he was just being a big baby because he wanted more money right. or something.
0: And it's like, you know what – this, this guy was nominated for an Oscar. Like, this guy yeah. is a really solid actor, and at the very least, like, that's a talent you have. Not to imply that Don Cheadle isn't, of course, but sure, yeah. it's like, that's a talent on your hands, and you're, and you're not doing anything with it, you know? And it's just, and it seems a shame, and, and the idea, it's like, you know, I understand. Like, if you don't want that character to play a big role then maybe just write him out and bring him back in the third movie or something like that until he can play some until you're going to actually do something with him. Yeah. Um but yeah, or it, or if you're going to if you if you're committed to having the character in there in a small role and you're going to play him up later, then just do the right thing, pay him the amount that he needs because you know it's going to pay off later. You know, but that's yeah. It's weird. I, I just p- worry that
1: people who people hear that and it, they hear he's not going to be in it and they start to think, oh, you know, what did he do to himself? Is he a big baby? Is he difficult? Whatever.
0: Well, and my first instinct is almost always to blame the studios. Exactly, as um, it should be. Yeah. I mean, and that, this is,
1: again, we're treading on ground we've already tread. Right. We've had this conversation about Wesley Snipes. Right. Because I personally think Wesley Snipes is awesome. Right. Uh, and uh, since I know that he can beat
0: up anybody who disagrees with me, I'm <laughs> fairly confident in saying that. Like in that documentary, The Art of War. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so, alright So but you're the beating other thing, that drum, what's the other drum? That was just a min- little thing
1: okay. uh, The other thing, and uh, this is again People uh, sort of Taking the side of the studio, which I don't understand Okay uh, Valkyrie, I want to talk about Valkyrie Okay Because that, starting about a year ago That movie started to get a lot of bad press And it had, its release yeah. dates got moved around And all this stuff, and people just uh, You know, it was uh, tom cruise obviously is not what he right. once was uh people were making assumptions about the movie and now it's actually screened for some people mm-hmm. and the word is that oh this is actually this might be a good movie uh and it's just wh- well i'd heard why so do we much let ourselves but the stuff that you heard and i heard stuff too and it's ridiculous you right. know uh the germany didn't want right. filming in certain places and then just obviously tom cruise comes with his own baggage and people didn't like the eye patch or whatever blah blah blah. yeah uh release dates move around which is let's talk about that for a second okay whenever a movie is held for a while or its release date is moved yeah. you know the conventional wisdom is like oh that means it must be a shitty movie you yeah. know no not necessarily and sometimes it is that means the studio thinks it's a shitty movie that's true which is not th- that's not a person thinking yeah. that's a that's a machine thinking this movie won't make us the right amount of money, you know, and then a movie movies get lost or, or, you know, get ignored because of that. Like, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I kind of liked knock around guys when I finally got to see it. I didn't see that one. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not nearly as bad. And I don't understand how stuff like the, you know, what's the, what was the movie? The one I always use as an example because it was one of the most terrible movies of the past couple of years because i said so. Oh yeah. That movie made it. That movie made it out on time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one they probably rearranged other movies to accommodate that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's one of the most terrible movies i've ever seen in my life. So, you can't so just because just film geeks just because the studio holds a movie for a while or 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 shuffles the release date or whatever doesn't mean it's bad. It just means they think it's bad.
0: Well, and i think the reason that people i think Yes, there's Tom, there's, I mean, uh, if it was any other star, I don't think it would get nearly the press that it did, the negative press. Right. Um, I think, also just, whether it be Tom Cruise or Terrence Howard or Wesley Snipes, it's it's the only visible person, you know? I don't know what a, what a, you know, what some studio executive looks like. I mean, the, this, the example I would use is uh, years ago when I worked at uh, Blockbuster in Chicago, there was a guy who was... Who was very upset because I was uh, upholding the rules and I couldn't let him do a certain thing because he didn't have his ID. And so he was just like, he goes, you know what? And he like, he like, didn't, he didn't flip me off, but he did like one of those like, you know, what chin, would you call that? The, the chin things, you know, yeah, where you,
1: fingers along the bottom of the chin right. and then you know outward flaring of the yeah it digits. just
0: <laughs> exactly that i think that's what it's called um, <laughs> but uh but anyway so he's like he's like you know what and he did that gesture and he started to leave and i'm like ah uh, sir that really you didn't need to do that he's like look, look look i'm not mad at you i'm mad at and i'm like i understand you're mad at not me but what i represent the company but you're yelling at me you know and that's, <laughs> that's the thing is i'm you know i'm the the only person i'm on the f- front lines, I'm the only person they see and much in the same way, you know, th- and a person's more inclined to blame whatever they see and they don't see whoever's you know, the executives behind Valkyrie or anything like that. They only see Tom Cruise and Terrence Howard and whoever else. And so that's which is why I think like more studio executives should be out there where everyone can see them so uh-huh. that they're like, Oh, that's what the that's what he looks like. That's what that horrible person looks like. <laughs> so So
1: yeah, I um have I reserve all judgment on movies until I've seen them. Yeah. Most movies.
0: Most most movies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten I got a couple for my for my uh fireproof blog. I uh I got a couple um comments of people yeah. saying like, "Hey, you know, you didn't actually see that movie and you were quick to judge it." And I'm like, "Hang on now." I ga- I think I was vi- I I think I was generous to it, but uh also it's just, you know, it's it's based on previous experience and uh, also everything else i've read yeah but uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um now uh, I don't have anything else to talk about at the top of the show, david yeah, that's
1: me either. let's get into it for once all right, uh, early, shall we yeah, so okay, well, let's talk okay get into it um there's there's some movies being planned, some movies in the works, yep uh uh particularly there's some stuff going on down in in, in Century City where MGM is located some yeah. some talks and plans <laughs> of uh Are you going to get in trouble for saying this David? Why would I? Oh okay. Um <laughs> I uh okay, uh, MGM is planning uh, uh, on the, on their slate. Okay. Uh they're planning uh, a Red Dawn remake.
0: Oh my. Okay. A RoboCop
1: remake? Oh. And the word is a Poltergeist remake. Oh. So uh it's been on my mind lately the idea yeah. of just everything being remade
0: I didn't know about any of those that's <laughs> that's kind of and kind of depresses me and I guess we'll get more into this Well the, the uh, RoboCop
1: one might be promising cuz they're sort of trying to do like a uh like sort of a Casino Royale type, type of like franchise reboot with it and and apparently Darren Aronofsky's going to be directing it All right and so I'm holding uh, again withholding my judgment on on RoboCop and Red Dawn is a movie, that you, um, you yeah, can't why really, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? You you're probably going to improve it or at least make yeah. a lateral move. You're not going to make a movie that's,
0: yeah. I mean, just you can't make one more ridiculous at the very least. Yeah. You know, now you actually do have, you know, the idea of people like invading the country. You know, some, you know, shadowy foreigners like you know you. It, it, it it's a movie that could be updated fairly well. The only thing that bothers me is uh, about the RoboCop thing is that. Uh, while I think Darren Aronofsky is a, uh, I think he's a very talented filmmaker, but and I'm I'm very eager to see The Wrestler, but he's also a filmmaker who I think is very serious. And RoboCop, he's is kind of funny. It's really know? funny. And, and yeah, that's exactly th-
1: that was my exact my, my first reaction to it was that Darren Aronofsky can be good, but he's humorless.
0: And and the Bond, you know, the and th- that's the thing, you know, the Bond series was very funny, and it benefited very much from casino royale being played straight and having you know a couple comedic moments but no more than any other like heavy action movie Uh um so you know it benefited but at the same time robocop was very satirical yeah and you know a lot of its humor came from satire if he's just gonna play this straight it's like oh well is there gonna be any satire because satire is usually a little outrageous and uh not dramatic to me but anyway um but yeah, but it's and a, but,
1: I mean, RoboCop is something that was sort of almost meant to be a franchise. Yeah, and it's a franchise that has lost its way.
0: Well, yeah, that's uh, true. Doesn't much RoboCop in, in number three? Doesn't he like fight a ninja? Yeah, and something? he can like fly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why that's such a, bo- a bone of contention for me that he can fly. He's already he's <laughs> a half human, <laughs> half robot. But it's like, come on, yeah, ex- the, right? I'm only going to suspend my disbelief so far. <laughs> Like I don't know any cyborgs that can fly. <laughs> 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 um, the, but, but Poltergeist, well, a the first one is a perfect movie. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite horror films of all time. But again, it is—it's a, a franchise that went rotten.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, I only ever saw the first one.
1: Yeah, but I mean, bo- both RoboCop and Poltergeist turned into bad TV shows. That's true. Uh, although I never saw any of the Poltergeist mm-hmm. TV series. The RoboCop sh- show was not good. So I mean, or maybe it could be good, but, maybe. but but I just feel like I don't know. Robocop has more of a chance to be good.
0: It I mean, it does because there's a lot there. There's a lot to work with, and it could be played straight, and and it might have it might still have a lot of emotional power. Like if they approach the character of Robocop in a straightforward way, because but you know I d- I don't know if it will still retain that satire, but it could still have power. As a movie, and just with characters yeah. that you relate to, but, uh, I, but I think yeah. maybe
1: here's a good entry point to talking about about okay. remakes uh, that already exist. Okay, um, I think some of my wariness about the guys comes from the fact that a a lot of horror movies get remade, and a lot of them are bad,
0: especially lately. I mean, I know that it's always kind of happened. I mean, it's it's nothing necessarily new. I mean, John Carpenter remade The Thing, and Cronenberg uh-huh. remade The Fly. It's nothing really new, but it seems like almost. I mean, it seems like almost every horror movie these days is a remake of either a film that came out in, you know, Japan or Korea. Right. Or a movie that came out, uh, a horror movie that came from, out in the like, 70s, the 70s or like early or Halloween early or, or The Omen. Yeah. yeah or, or Black Friday Christmas. The 13th, there's another Friday. There's a remake of Friday the 13th coming out. I and then The that. Hills Have Eyes and, yeah. you know, and all that kind of thing. And it's just – and – yeah, I don't know what it. And the fog. There was the fog. I'm trying to think of more, but uh, yeah. I think I've mentioned quite a few. Yeah, we've, we've gotten. Into um, it. But uh, and it's it's such a con, it's such a standard thing. I mean, there there are a few things that everybody says, but I'm not sure. If, if, you know why, if anybody like really takes the time to think about it not necessarily saying i agree and one is that like oh the movie's so much better than the uh, the book is so much better than the movie it's like okay well that's kind of a conventional wisdom thing everybody says that but and i'd say another another thing that people say is just like why you know why do they have to remake that you know re- all remakes are bad you know and that kind of thing yeah. which is i would say is not true it can be it's often true well let's
1: start with let's start with the ring which uh, kind of okay and but I never I think, saw
0: the original on that.
1: Okay, well, I think the ring. It, I would say it kind of. I'm trying to think. But it kind of kicked off the whole like J horror remake thing. Uh, very much so. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the ring, uh, and I saw the I saw the ring first, and then I went and I rented Ringu. Yeah. Uh, which is laughable. Really, I hated it. I thought it was just ridiculous.
0: Because I did like the ring. I did find yeah. it to be uh, frightening, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and certainly. Uh, Certainly very memorable, and those crazy images, and that it 's got the thing with the horse it 's got that damn horse N- horses aren 't scary but except in the ring, yeah, you know, especially when they 're well i won 't ruin it, but there's there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with a horse um, in the <laughs> ring but
1: um yeah uh, essentially what happened is is that some filmmakers uh, i guess i don 't know if Korverpinsky was uh mm. It drops in the early planning stages. But journeyman s-
0: filmmaker <laughs> Gore Verbinski. Someone
1: said, uh, <laughs> um, "Let's not mention the word journeyman again for a Sorry, while." Sorry, Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so someone saw Ringu and said, "Hey, there's like the seeds of a good idea here." It's it's a very high concept thing. This idea of a tape that can kill you, whatever, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Um, but this movie is a mess. It's a yeah. con- it's a uh, I would call it confusing, but confusing implies that it's it's difficult to get to what it's really what the story really is. There's no real story in Ringu. It's just
0: silly, just a series of things that happen. Yeah.
1: Really. Um. So they said let's uh let's let's work the kinks out here. Let's make an actual story around this. And mm-hmm. they made a good movie. Yeah,
0: um, I I remember rea- some people really didn't care for the ring, and I think it's. Uh, I remember a long time ago uh, we were talking about Jaws, and you mentioned that uh, that a movie shouldn't be judged for what it for what it wrought. You know, right. and I think. I think a few, maybe a couple of years after the the American version of The Ring came out, I think people thought back on it as like that movie sucked. And but then you find out why, and it's like, oh, it just kicked off all this crap, all these crappy, uh, you yeah, know, Asian remakes. One it's like, missed, well, that's call, one and missed call and one miss call and pulse, and, and, and then of course
1: the Grudge, which I want to get to.
0: Okay, all right, um, but yeah, I liked I liked The Ring, but I've not seen the original, but uh, it's a rare thing. Maybe it's not that rare when the remake is is better than the original. But uh, stay tuned. We'll get back to that later. Okay.
1: Um, now, The Grudge, again, uh, Ju-On, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it, mm. is the original. And this one I had seen Ju-On before I saw The Grudge. Yeah. Um, is uh, Again, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Okay. Uh, but it's sort of... Uh, I, 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 I've been... Uh, I've recommended you on to so many so many people who didn't end up liking it, okay. but I really liked it. It doesn't really make sense, but it's sort of impressionistic and it, it, it's uh genuinely creepy okay uh and the grudge lost that yeah. in, in in doing what the ring did, trying to make more of a through line, more of a story yeah uh they kind of lost some of the just weirdness of it which which helped
0: yeah i mean like with and c- also
1: c g i can often hurt. Uh, horror movies, because something is less scary when you can tell it's not really there.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, just if you if you have a certain caliber of of actor or actress, not to imply that Sarah Michelle Gellar is not a good actress, but like you need somebody who can really sell that something is there. And like sometimes, like even in something like uh, Star Wars Episode Two, there's a scene where Ewan McGregor is talking to. A cgi character and uh and ewan mcgregor's a fine actor but i just don't think he was used to talking to something that isn't there and it just it looks like he's looking past the thing and Uh it just it's clear he's not listening to what's supposed to be talking and all that so yeah cg just you can't go wrong with just a really solid practical effect because because then it's not it's like a neat magic trick because then the audience spends a lot of their time wondering like how did they do that that's crazy
1: but even like in 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 Ju-on, it's like there's just uh, there's just a a little boy in the room, and he looks weird, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not like <laughs> a little like ghostly like doesn't have like the bells and whistles around it. It's just like a a boy in the room, and it makes it more creepy because he's really there.
0: In the re- now, isn't he also in the remake the the creepy boy?
1: Yeah, but there's again there's just something about that movie. Ha- the Grudge has too much of a, like just too much of a
0: sheen on it. Hmm. Uh Did you see it? Did you see The Grudge? I didn't uh no, I uh, I I paid attention to the reviews on that one. I'm okay. like, yeah, I've seen The Ring. I well, think I'm good. Bill Pullman's
1: scene at the beginning of The Grudge. Yeah. Uh is awesome, and I was like, yes, they're going to get it right. This is going to be as weird and and creepy as as I found you on to be, and then it's all downhill from there.
0: Now, you also liked the remake of Dark Water, didn't you? I did, but I
1: never saw the original Dark okay. Water.
0: Okay. Okay. Well then. Well,
1: but I I think the Dark Water remake, I don't know why it got Sort of glossed over. It was good. I think. people well, I think A. Just a was not, tired of it. It was not screened for critics, as I as I recall. Oh, okay. Which is never a good movie, especially when you've got uh, Walter Syers as a director. You've got a uh, a respected South American uh, of all things mm-hmm. uh, to make your American remake of your Japanese horror film. Why not get a <laughs> South American guy? Uh, you've got a respected director. Mm-hmm. You know, respected among critics. Why not screen the film for critics? You've got Jennifer Connelly, critics like her.
0: Yeah, Oscar winner.
1: Um, and uh, wasn't John C. Riley in that?
0: Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't I think see him. So could be wrong. because I, you know, I feel like other people like myself, I think they just after it's like, oh, I, okay. Well, I saw the ring. I'll just watch the ring again. <laughs> you know, I just I know that sound. I know that's very narrow minded. And I and when you said that Dark Water was good, I was like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. But then I re- remember that I don't really care for Jennifer Connelly. But um, that's valid. Okay, good. I'm glad you didn't always think that, so I'm, well, I, I'm
1: excited. I, I like Jennifer Connelly, but I can see someone not caring for Jennifer right. Connelly.
0: Um, we, we've lacked focus this episode. Sorry. Okay. We, we need to get back on Talking track. Talking about remakes, everybody. Talking about
1: remakes, uh, and Jap- we, we covered the Japanese horror thing. Yeah, we're,
0: that's taken care of.
1: Uh, let's not talk about The Eye, because that was originally a Korean film.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Okay, <laughs> right. So that doesn't right. count. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't see it. Yeah.
0: Um, Jessica
1: Alba. Now, what are some um, of the? What, what about uh, what, uh? Let's talk. Let's, let's keep with horror though, because okay. there's a lot of
0: them. Okay, I think you've seen more of them than I have, actually.
1: Um, well, no, we both we both seen both
0: Psychos, right? That's true. Um, I saw the original Nosferatu and the uh, Werner Herzog. Do leader. you want to say
1: anything about both uh, about the remake of Psycho? I mean, is there anything to say? People you know, know it's terrible.
0: And it's. I mean, I guess we could delve into it a little bit. I mean, it's you know everyone you know it's it's well known. It's a shot-for-shot shot remake. The dialogue is kind of the same for the uh-huh. most part, and the story, note-for-note, note, is the same. So why didn't it work? You know, I mean, do you do you know why it didn't work? Um, well,
1: Gus Van Sant just isn't Alfred Hitchcock. I love Gus Van Sant. I like a lot of his movies. Yeah, but he's got it. He's got to take a different a different tack. He he can't. Just I mean, Finding foresters sucked too. Yeah, you know, and it's because uh, Gus Van Sant is kind of his movies are kind of like bloodless in a good way yeah. when they're good, but mm-hmm. in a bad way when it's something that that should be more
0: emotionally involving. Yeah, and also I would say that he's a he's a chara- he, he's a an a- an actor, character, actor, director is what I meant to say. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> he's a director who I think uh, is very. He's very kind of slow and steady. Like, and Psycho, I mean, shot for shot, edit for edit. I mean, that's a. It's not necessarily fast paced, but you know, crisp editing and all yeah. that is is a key to it. You know, um, as it, with you know anything that's a, a little tense, and I, and I don't think I don't, it's like. But again, what we're getting at here is that it is shot
1: for. I mean, it's shot for shot. So yeah. so why shouldn't it work? Yeah, and uh, this is, uh, I think. Uh, points to something when we get to the uh, talking about the auteur theory, auteur theory in a couple yeah. weeks. Uh, we'll talk about this. There's something uh, less tangible than that that a yeah. filmmaker, a, a director, injects into his films.
0: I mean, at the very least, I mean, like Hitchcock knew why he made, why he composed the shot this way, why he had the cut right here. Gus Van Sant, all he seemed to know is... Hitchcock did it. I will do it. But yeah. he may not have known every single reason why. And I think knowing why probably makes a huge difference. Um, also, I just that, that had a good cast, but uh, none of them seem to be doing but, well.
1: And I think Gus Van is probably a guy who just like thought, oh, this would be a fun experiment. And I can't believe, can't believe somebody's going to let me do it. <laughs> right, yeah, that's true. If,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh all right, let's take this Goodwill Hunting Goodwill and uh, destroy it, which he pretty much did. But um, yeah, and then now as for uh, Nosferatu, um, which I never saw the uh, the remake, the Herzog one. It's really interesting, and that's the you know I guess I guess now before I, I get into this, maybe we can discuss, like you know there are good remakes, there are bad remakes. Like for you, what what makes a remake good? You know, I mean, what why when a director reimagines something that we all kind of know about already, like what makes it good and what makes it bad? Your thoughts, David.
1: Well, um, a lot of times, I think a lot of the reasons that horror movies get remade um, is because they, they speak to something specific in the time mm-hmm. and uh, in the time that they're made, you know, and and then you can sort of, you can make parallels. You can, uh, I'm thinking specifically of The Day the Earth Stood Still Here, right. you know, that, that had a lot to do with like nuclear paranoia and stuff, you know, yeah. when it, when it came out. And now it's 50 years later, 50 s- more Roughly, than 50 yeah. years later. And uh, uh, we're, as a nation, we're paranoid and fearful again. Right. You know, so it may, I think, that, so a good remake essentially just should be, it should be relevant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, you know, certain trends in culture and society, certain trends will probably circle back around and repeat themselves, granted just in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know I'll I'll well I wanted to go with Nosferatu, but I'll go with something else at the moment. You know, a movie like The Manchurian Candidate, yeah. When it was made, of course, I mean it was made at the height of paranoia. Yeah. You know, and of course and it didn't help that the president was killed the next year. But uh you know, I mean it was just it was all about and it was and the paranoia was like, the movie acknowledged that it was kind of crazy. Like, there are certain things about the movie, uh, the Frankenheimer film, that are just kind of silly, you know, but it's pl- it's played straight. So you're right there with it, thinking that anything is possible. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and I feel like you know, people, if they look back on it, they'd just be like, oh, this is I, I love the movie, and I think a lot of people do, but I think they would acknowledge that oh, this movie's kind of kind of odd. Not dumb, but I think they would think it was just a little strange, like his mom, really? That's and it's Angela Lansbury, like yeah. But uh, but the remake, I think but and
1: I like the oddness. I think I can't oh, remember yeah. when we did our top ten films of all time. I think Manchurian Candidate was on my on my list. If not, it was. I don't p- think it was. It but was uh, it You actually keep a list, right? Then yours changes. Mine my it would <laughs> be now if
0: you made a list now.
1: Quite likely. It's always whenever I make a list, Manchurian Candidate is usually. Somewhere right. in around number nine or
0: ten, but yeah, and it's a and it's a wonderful movie, and I and I did not expect the remake to be that good, but and and, and it takes a lot of the key moments of the sto- of the original story, but it also says like now what with the whole terrorism thing, you know, much like Day the Earth Stood Still, it's like now instead of communists, there's terrorists, and the fact that they yeah. actually have struck. Yeah. That is more uh, now you don't even have to play up the paranoia. It's there. It's yeah. now it's just a function of playing on it.
1: And there's also something that we that you can say that's uh more relevant now uh, about what war does to soldiers, you yeah. know? I mean, certainly uh after Vietnam and then after like the Gulf War syndrome type of thing, you yeah. know, and now we have people in Iraq in a war that's largely unpopular, you know, yeah. although at the time the movie was made it was more popular. Yeah. Uh it's it's more an in the public conscience than I think it was even yeah. in, 19, in 1962 there was still sort of this idea of uh, people People thought that soldiers went and they came they went and they lived or they died and they came back and they were proud right, to have done so and, and we didn't have uh, so I think that's that's uh, to me the Manchurian Candidate remake uh, is is more relevant in that way because that's something new that wasn't really discussed
0: as much and it takes one of the original plot points the idea that it's this this very damaged soldier that his mom who is very much a politician type Mm -hmm. you know um that she while seeming like this nice caring mother like oh my my, i'm so proud of my son the soldier but in fact she's using him to get what she wants and there's a nice little you know nice allegory there Mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah and that's i think that's that's the big thing is like if you're going to remake something you need to you know, you you need to make it like relevant to our society now. Maybe that's one of the problems with Psycho is like with the fashions and the menta- and like the mentality of some of the characters. It's still very much in the '60s, yeah, and kind of that hokey, almost a B movie type, yeah, um, as far as a lot of the dialogue as well. Um, yeah, I th-
1: essentially, there should be a reason to remake a movie other than that. Do you just like it?
0: Uh, right. You know. In fact, if
1: you like a movie, that should be a good reason not to remake it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was uh, when I was younger, I once thought, like, oh, man, you know, it would be really awesome to remake Maltese Falcon. You know, nobody's made anything. Nobody's tried to remake it, you know, and at, at the time I should have thought, like, yeah, I wonder why, but I didn't. Uh, and so I'm like, I'm like, at the very least, it would get kids excited about the old one. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's actually a reason to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, but uh, you know what here here's a great example. I was Okay. uh
1: about about people remake movies that they like. I was watching a movie the other day um uh from 1958 called Fort Massacre, which is this old uh western with Joel McCrae that um okay. uh anyway, and and uh Forrest Tucker is in it too. Okay. Um and it's pretty good. It's it's, it's but it's not great. But the thing is it has the story about essentially a leader getting his men killed because he's making his decisions sort of Based on his own personal like uh, need for vengeance and mm-hmm. his own emotions, you know, and uh, as opposed to what's actually best for the group, yeah. And I was like, oh, someone should remake Fort Massacre. No one's, no one knows about this movie that no yeah. one's seen, you know. And that's so relevant, you yeah. know. I'm just wondering why that kind of thing doesn't happen. What? And the mm-hmm. thing is, of course, because these types of movies aren't greenlit by film nerds who have seen <laughs> or heard of Fort Massacre. <laughs> um,
0: and of course, Fort a great name for a movie. That's, <laughs> <it's> awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, so I, I'll go ahead and get back to uh, to Nosferatu now because the remake it really does add a lot to the original because I feel like maybe in the, like the late '60s uh, and '70s a lot of standard genres like the western, the action movie, and I'd say the horror movie. Like filmmakers started to rethink what it meant, what these meant, you know. Like with the western, you had like the Wild Bunch and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that examines what the what you know the real violence of of uh, of this genre. And with Nosferatu, Werner Herzog, he, you know, he takes the character of Shrek, Max Shrek, sorry, uh, I'm sorry, Count Orlock, played in the original by Max right. Shrek, played by Klaus Kinski, as if you couldn't. It's like oh. It's almost like somebody made a bet with Herzog saying, "Like, can you make Klaus Kinski even more frightening?" (laughs) Well, I think I can. What if I made him rat-like with big ears? Done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, but they really they examine the character of of Orlok, where he's just, and they make him just so self-hating, you know, that he can't stop what he's doing. He can never stop, but he just. He just like it's weird. It's not even so much a horror movie. I mean, parts of it are, of course, but like, it's. I'd say it's it's almost like, like what James Whale did with with Frankenstein, where the monster is not at all as frightening as you imagine he would be. You know, mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you're you're right there with him, and you realize that he hates what he is, and he wishes he could be something else desperately, but he just can't help it because of uh, it's his nature. And it's a it's a wonderful performance by Klaus Kinski, and also just a just a really uh, interesting interpretation of the film because, of course, Herzog is insane and uh, just let a bunch of rat loo- rats loose in the city that they shot and uh, the townspeople didn't care for that. But he's like, I'm for an Herzog, I'm insane. <laughs> and they're like, well, all right. I don't know if that exact dialogue... I may be paraphrasing a little bit, but uh, but yeah. So uh, And then <laughs> to change gears, I'd say dramatically um, and what kind of got me thinking about about this topic was... um,
1: Well, I I still want to talk about... I want to mention a movie that had no good reason to be remade. Okay, go ahead. And it just made me think, because um, we were talking about Manchurian Candidate, remake was done by Jonathan Demme. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Demme also remade Charade.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. As The Truth About Charlie. Yeah. Now, Um, you did not care for Charade. I don't
1: care for Charade. In fact, if I had to choose one to watch again, I'd probably watch The Truth About Charlie, but that's just because Tim Robbins is in it. I like him. That's right. And and Tandy Newton. Uh, She's cute yeah uh, and she's a good actress i don't know, i don't want to be anyway you uh you should watch
0: her in that movie w it's a it's an interesting performance is that how you're supposed to pronounce it w yeah that's how i'm choosing to perform uh perform it i'm miss i miss saying a lot of things <laughs> okay uh, go ahead
1: uh but yeah what what good reason do you have to remake charade it's 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 again it's a very sixties type of movie yeah you know um and then of course he remakes it in the style of like uh of French impressionism <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know uh
0: it's bizarre. It's a very yeah, I mean I've not I haven't seen Charade, but I did see the truth about Charlie. And I feel like I may have benefited from seeing Charade because when I watch I'm like, What the hell is this? <laughs> this is very not that it's the weirdest movie out there, but the tone of it is so strange. Yeah. At times it's almost slapsticky and at yeah. other times But it's that's kind of what Charade is like. And yeah. And that's kind of why I
1: don't like I don't really like either one. Yeah. But like I said, given the choice I'd probably watch Truth about Charlie again.
0: Hmm. Um yeah, I uh <laughs> let's see. I'm looking at my list looking for s- okay. Now, I love the Cohen brothers. Okay? I really mm-hmm. do. Uh and at this point they are allowed to do pretty much anything they want to do, which might be not for the best at times. At um, times, but if if we're going to get if
1: we're going to get some no country for old men's I'll y- put up
0: with some burn after readings and some intolerable cruelties and some lady killers um yeah, when I saw okay, so I I watched the uh, Lady Killers. I did not know. See, I think that's a good example of what you're talking about. I don't think many people even knew that there was an original. Yeah. Um. And uh, so I. <laughs> so I watched it with my mom, and which was a little strange because there's a lot of swearing in it and stuff. And but <laughs> she likes Tom Hanks, but not this t- kind of Tom Hanks, uh-huh. where he's just really strange and over the top. Um. And and the new one isn't awful. I mean, it's you know it's got some solid laughs in there and. Uh, but it, it's just, it just seems so inconsistent. Like, the fact that Tom Hanks can play a character who looks and sounds like Colonel Sanders, and he can be occupying the same space as Marlon Wayans in full, like, goofy gangsta-type <laughs> uh-huh. r- mode. Um And then both of them can be in the same room as J.K. Simmons with a handlebar mustache. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, it's like, wh- what I- what is this reality? Um and so I so I'm like, well, I'll I'll watch the original. And I watched the original and it blew my mind. It's with uh it's an ealing comedy with uh, Alec Guinness and but the plots are very are very similar and it's just like, you know, you watch this and you're like, yeah, this is a movie that could be remade. I mean, you know, heist movies are are kind of big. I mean, everybody likes them. Everybody has always liked them, but especially like a funny heist movie. And it's like Lady Killers. like the idea that just a bunch of guys who have this really great plan, but what they didn't count on is how much they hate each other and just want to kill each other. And it's like, that's... it's And playing that funny. Like, you know, yeah. you got that in Reservoir Dogs, but it wasn't that funny um, <laughs> at times, but uh, not the actual death. Um, and so it's like, that's... All right, that's something that could be remade, and it could find an audience, but then the way they did it, I was just like, oh... it It, it didn't need to be remade like this, you know, and and Alec Guinness's like goofy interpretation of the character it's like oh Tom, Tom Hanks who i think does a fine job it's like i think i am going to try and one up him with my insane weird uh, character's name is Goldthwaite Higginson-Door and of course it is why wouldn't it be <laughs> but uh, but yeah it's and for those that that have uh, only seen the new lady killers seek out the old one because for me one of the one of the fun things about a remake and watching the original is actually seeing a, like how different they are but also seeing it how the plot points are the same. I don't know why, but I just I enjoy watching that kind of thing. So Okay. So um, what else you got there, David?
1: Well uh, um I like this idea of keeping with uh just for at least one more movie here, uh whether or not you have a reason to remake. Right. And just because you do doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna come up with a good movie. Okay. Um and now of course this is a remake of a movie that's not great to begin with, but uh, um uh, I'm, t- I'm thinking of Guess Who with with Bernie Mac and Aston oh, Fletcher, yeah. you know? Which was a remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Right. Um which I mean Guess Who's Coming to, get, to Dinner is not a great movie. It's not terrible. It's Right. Uh it's it's not particularly it's a little bit artless and it's yeah uh you know, preachy, but it uh
0: kinda had to be, I guess. I mean it didn't yeah. have to be, but it was very much a product of its time.
1: But I mean Guess Who was it's a honestly a great idea mm-hmm. because uh uh, you know, successful or, you know, upper middle class black families are m- more common now than they were then, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and yet there's still uh, a a difference in, you know, there, there's still the question of, of assimilation. There's still very much the black American white America, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so this is, it was a very, it's a very interesting question and a very interesting topic to make a movie about. Yeah. Uh, and, Guess who was? <laughs> it wasn't honestly. It's not that much worse than Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. It's still just an okay movie. Yeah. Uh, except it's got the silliness with like the go kart scene. I, which I, is I didn't see it. And that was in the trailer. Uh, it has one great scene. Yeah. Uh, which is when Ashton Kutcher is having dinner with the black family, and they're egging him to. Th- they're like, "Come on, I know you know some black jokes," <laughs> and he starts telling black jokes at the at the d- dinner table with the family with the, with his girlfriend's oh, black my. family. Awesome scene.
0: That actually does seem. Yeah, yeah. that's it's a good movie moment. Um, <laughs> you know, and actually, I'll uh, I'll bring up a movie that I do like, but honestly, I don't know if it needed to be remade. It's been yeah. remade a couple of times, which is uh, King Kong.
1: Oh, you, know? you like that?
0: I do like King Kong um, <laughs> because, you know, I I understand. I feel like that's a good example of Peter Jackson did it because he could. There was a lot of goodwill from Lord of the Rings, and they probably just let him have a free hand, and it's like, people love these three-hour movies, you know. But um, And I think he saw an opportunity to really kind of humanize the character of Kong and really develop the relationship between him and Anne, I believe, and Darrow. Yes. Um, Okay. And I think he does, for the most part... But at the same time, it's just like, y- you know, the original is still good. Now, I know that there's the theory that not many people are going to watch it because it's so old. But like, well, and I guess maybe he just maybe wanted to divert attention away from the horrible 1970s version uh-huh. with uh, Charles Grodin. And why not? I mean, uh, maybe that's why he cast Jack Black. It's like these have a, a history of casting completely inappropriate actors. right? <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's. And even though I like it, and I think he does kind of develop the key relationship and it does have um some solid scenes, like it certainly didn't he didn't bring a lot of a lot of new things to it except an extra hour um which at I mean, least at least yeah hour fifteen maybe <laughs> hour twenty the original's not that long no. um but uh but yeah and and so even though I like the movie, you know if pressed, I'd say, yeah, it probably didn't need to be remade.
1: Yeah, but um, I'm 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 looking at my list here to see if because there's plenty of movies like that that didn't need to be remade but still made for good movies. Right, uh, uh, assault on precinct precinct thirteen. Um, assault, I, yeah. I I kind of like the remake. I I've heard some people say that they like it better, which I disagree with.
0: Well, I I think it's interesting because the the original, based on the kind of for those who who haven't seen the original assault on precinct thirteen, it's a John Carpenter film and i think
1: which is in itself kind of a remake of, of rio bravo right you know so. i mean
0: it's but and that was a and that was a western and so uh it it sh- it perhaps should have been and could have been like an action movie but he approaches it more from a horror movie i mean the people yeah. the ga- like the the gangsters outside with guns they might as well be zombies i mean cuz yeah. it's still that you know a bunch of people trapped in one place and you know uh and i think the new one just it, it is a remake but you know it's it's so it's like a completely different genre you know yeah um, the new one is more just straightforward action um but it does benefit from lauren the presence of Lawrence fishburne and yeah and uh and ethan hawk and and it does remake it uh, it does change one key thing which is the people outside they're no longer gang members but corrupt cops yeah because <laughs> why not because uh, it's like, wow, there's an there's literally like, thirty five to forty corrupt cops. And It's like, wh- I mean, I understand they're corrupt and everything, but what are the what's the rest of the city doing? <laughs> I mean, th- some of these guys have to be on duty, I imagine. Uh, but I um, want to watch both of those again. <laughs>
1: um, um uh, what else? I <laughs> I like the Shaft remake.
0: I do too, but the story is is d- yeah. not at all like the original. So, and I haven't read. Because, I mean, that's a... It was a book first, right? I don't know. I think I think it was. I think it was a character. Uh, I don't remember. But but it's like... in that one, it's really just... Hey, let's take the name Shaft. Apply it to a bad mother. Uh, touch your mouth. I'm just talking about Shaft, David. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> that's what happens when uh, two white people start, uh, <laughs> you know, talking about Shaft. But, um... I think they, they just wanted to use the character because it's like, look, we got Samuel L. Jackson. We got this character where everybody knows about. Let's just do that. you know. And uh, the story couldn't be less similar. I mean, I, I guess it's what... Uh, there's been a, a word thrown around lately called a reimagining. And yeah. I think it's a reimagining. It's a reimagining. I'm not even sure if I'd call it a remake.
1: And that, now it's John Singleton. Yeah. And are you sad to hear that he has... Uh uh dropped out of the A
0: team reimagining. <laughs> oh, I never uh well, well give me a minute cuz I'm just learning of this. I need to go through the the stages um, <laughs> you know, of okay, let's see. A team, lots of fun. I imagine that would be gone if he was uh, directing it. Um is it still going to happen? Uh f- I don't know that. Okay, with Singleton gone, probably not. I can't imagine. <laughs> um but uh, I remember one of my favorite things to do when I was growing up: cast the A team movie. Yeah, and let me tell you, Hannibal, Tommy Lee Jones. That yeah. to me is perfect casting. But um,
1: um, I you know I like John Singleton a little bit. I uh, I don't I don't like Boys
0: in the Hood very much. Okay, I didn't see it, but I liked Baby Boy. I didn't see it, but I wanted to. I'd heard it was good, and it looked good to me.
1: And I liked Shaft. Oh, and here's I'm going to lose a lot of cred, but I've had this argument before. I liked Four Brothers.
0: I kind of did too. It's and that's ridiculous, actually, and that's a remake of a movie I haven't seen. Yeah, it's a western, a, the Four Sons of Katie Elder, I believe. Yeah, but um, so cool. but yeah, um, I didn't see it, and I, I it's, thought it was—it's right. silly, it's over the
1: top. Yeah. but uh, so is the Assault on Precinct Thirteen remake. It, they're both—they're both, they're both at sort of like, yeah, they're both the same type of movie. They're yeah, gritty urban versions of westerns. Yeah. Uh, but not too gritty because they're not too realistic. <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but that yeah. car chase in the snow in Four Brothers, awesome.
0: Yeah, the uh, fist fight in the snow, not quite as awesome. <laughs> <laughs> On a frozen lake. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a little. And I think don't they like don't they cut a hole in the ice with like an auger or something? Yeah, yes. something like that. Yeah, it's a little strange.
1: I forget. yeah. Now that you bring up the second half of the movie i realized i didn't like it as much as <laughs> the I first thought I half it was pretty good when um he, mark Wahlberg like shooting at dogs <laughs> that are chasing him down the street that's awesome that's i want to see that in the movie
0: um so mark walberg is good for it sure is shooting at people um, and not know. warning the world about uh you know happenings um <laughs> now uh i'll tell you a, a remake that i uh That I abhor, and I know I'm not alone in this. I'm not breaking any new ground, but uh, I love the original Planet of the Apes, and I know you do too. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the remake? Yeah. Okay. Um, Didn't I see with you? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I did. Oh, really? I convinced you to see it a second time. That's what it was. And we and I had not seen it, and then it was playing at like a two dollar theater in Chicago. All right. In uh, that's right. In a, in a part of town that you and i should as, not have gone as, as new as new urban residents white suburban guys who only lived in a city for like 2 months did
0: not feel comfortable in this part of town but but at this but, but you we know, didn't feel comfortable but we were too naive to feel too out of place we we're just just walking along going to go see planet of the apes for you know some what? reason now
1: that i i would like i'd like to like go back there because now that i've lived in cities for right. like 6 7 years i wonder would it would that have would i have, would it have even crossed my mind would it is it was it really right. as bad a neighborhood as i thought it was right. in my still suburban centered head
0: ah but uh yeah
1: anyway we saw the planet of the apes remake yeah
0: and you convi- how did you convince me to see it twice i guess there's nothing else to do yeah we only just moved two there. bucks but um but yeah th- it's a uh, that one i mean that one is very much you know what it's a reimagining um but it just it just takes away so much of what makes the original good. I mean, the original has so much like social satire and talks about the class system. It's, I'd say somewhat critical of like faith and a belief system. You know, I'd say Christianity, especially. Um, Yeah. It's a much, it's a much headier movie than people give it credit for. You know, I mean, it's like, man, if this had any other title, I think people might go see it. But, but the new one, it's just that he just turned it, you know, Tim Burton, auteur, Tim Burton. Um, (laughs) So uh he he just turned it into just like a a run of the mill action movie and even not that good of one. Um like all social elements were pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's like, "Oh, well the original had a twist ending. I'll have one too." Here's the thing. The twist ending still made perfect sense in the original. It just got you thinking a different way. Uh-huh. Okay. The twist ending in the new one I've heard people's explanation of it, and it's like, uh, what? I I don't remember what it was. Oh, okay. Well, I have a tendency not to remember movies that I didn't like. Okay. I'll remind you. Okay. Because screw you. You, You've got me to see it a second time. (laughs) Um, But uh, basically, uh, Mark Wahlberg gets off the planet of the apes uh, in a spaceship or something, and then he crash lands on Earth uh, right outside the, the Lincoln Memorial. And he gets out and like a bunch of cops pull up and they're like what in, in in modern day uh-huh a bunch of cops pull up and they're and they like you know pull out their guns but the cops are apes
1: and oh, then that's he sees right.
0: and then he sees the Lincoln Memorial and instead of Lincoln's head it's general fade played by Tim Roth it's his head fade out what it. I don't know what the – you know, I understand, like, maybe I need – it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just use my brain and I'll figure this out. <laughs> what? No. No. You haven't asked me to use my brain for the last hour and 45 I minutes. completely blocked that out. Yeah. That's, it was like a repressed memory. Yeah. Right. And it was just – and I had heard – you know, I had heard that, like, Tim Burton was, like, thinking of a, of, like, a lot of different endings, and he settled on this one. And it's like, okay – I understand you need some kind of crazy twist, but it needs to actually make some kind of sense. And, and what's more is the the twist at the at the end of the first Planet of the Apes. It 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 fit in with the theme going all the way throughout, and it gave confirmation to like Charlton the the character Charlton Heston plays, his like worst fears about humanity. Uh-huh. Like it 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 actually served a purpose in the story, and it served to prove some kind of point. The new one, I don't. You know what, listeners? You may love the remake of Planet of the Apes. Probably not. Probably not. But you might, um, and you may, you may have an explanation. Okay, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, email me. Let me know what it is. I'm a pretty smart guy, David. I'm fairly smart. All right, and I got nothing here. It's very frustrating. Moving on. Let's move on. Let's. Uh,
1: what What else are we to talk about? The Parent Trap. We've talk about the Parent Trap. <laughs> not seen either one. Oh, man. Lindsay Lohan is so hot. Um, not in the pairing <laughs> trap. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. That's the
0: joke. Good Lord. All
1: right. <laughs> no, okay. Let's talk about the movie that we, uh, you and I, ca- there's a couple, actually, that we kind of disagree on. Okay. Um, you enjoyed the Solaris remake. I did, but I haven't but seen the But you hadn't the seen the original. Right. Um, and I often wonder if I had not seen the original, would I enjoy it? It just feels like it's missing a lot. Yeah. But... You all, I also, I love, love the Dawn of the Dead
0: remake. Okay. You have, have significant problems with it. Well, okay, my problems with it are, comp- are one of them is very much a, a product of just my personal preference. I like the idea of slow-moving zombies, all right? I like that, that with, any kind of, with any kind of monster or something like that, there's always one, there's like one kind of weakness or something. And with zombies, they walk slow. You can, if you can keep running, all right, then you'll outrun them and you'll be fine. Here is the catch: there is billions of them. Like right. that's that to me is is frightening. That you can outrun them, but it doesn't matter where you run. There is always going to be more, and sooner or later, and they'll just keep coming because they're already dead. You have to stay alive, you yeah. know. And like that to me is one of the most frightening things about the zombie movies: is that simply by the sheer number of them, you are going to die, you know. Whereas like with 28 Days Late, now don't get me wrong, the idea of running zombies is also very frightening, but it's also, it's, it's overwhelming to me. It's like, I, I like the glimmer of hope that uh-huh. slow-moving zombies affords you. But um, but also, the, of course, the original Dawn of the Dead has, you know, it's got, every every Romero dead film has had some kind of satire to it, if only a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. and of course, the original had that had like the consumerism thing. You know, you had, and that's where you benefit from the slow moving zombie, David, is you see these slow moving zombies walking through the mall, and it's like, oh, just like people in a mall now. Yeah, you but know. I don't think
1: it's completely missing from the Dawn of the Dead remake, uh, but it's not. It's not the same. I think the Dawn of the De- Dead remake, the, the, the remake. I'm not going to say the whole name every time. Thank you. Uh, the, the remake uh, points more to the fact that that they. Uh, the survivors go to the mall for sanctuary that that we're that that we're I guess pointing that we sort of worship consumerism you remember the the coffee shop in the mall in in the remake is called uh, Hallowed Grounds ah yes you know (laughs) I, I think I mean it's not it's not as on the head certainly the original is a smarter movie yeah but the remake it has I mean it's honestly it's more fun I'm not gonna say which one's better Right, Cause they're, they're, they're very di- they're different. different. Yeah,
0: and, and I don't want to. piss I'd say off. it's almost like the difference between Alien and Aliens. I mean, it's yeah. just one is much more action oriented. It's yeah. still scary, but like the new one, you can tell the tone of it when it's like, like the old one has four people, and t- go into that mall. Uh-huh. This one has like twelve, and you know why? So more of them can die. Yeah, like and it's,
1: it's it's a more. Viscerally frightening movie, whereas yeah. the original is a sort of cerebrally frightening. Right, you know. Um, so so yeah. yeah, I, I, you say you're agreeing with me more than I would hoped you oh, I'm would. Sorry. I wanted to get into an argument here. Well, I just think, because yeah, I wanted to be the Philistine who. Uh, makes Zack Snyder sound like a better filmmaker than George Marrow, which I don't think is true. Yeah. Gonna I thought
0: to, we're going to have to talk about Zack Snyder someday. Well, let's I don't talk, I'm going to talk about it real quick just okay. for a second right now.
1: I saw Dawn of the Dead, and and I loved it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this Zack Snyder guy. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw then I saw Slither, not right. Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah. And then I saw 300, and I realized, oh, I just like James Gunn. <laughs> Zack Snyder is terrible. Uh but James Gunn, St. Louisan, yep. uh, great understanding of horror and horror genres, yep. and and it, with Slither, an incredible ability to blend them seamlessly. Yeah.
0: We do not talk enough about
1: Slither on
0: this show. We need to talk more about it.
1: It's one of the raddest movies I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, and there's no better word for it.
0: <laughs> that is perfect. Um, yeah, well, I'm sorry I... Uh, I uh, was so willing to agree to disagree. Uh, yeah. I wish I could just call you a jerk we and be done more. with it. Um, but,
1: uh, oh, here's, okay, I'll be combative. I know you haven't seen this, but maybe I'll get some emails off of this. Okay. I think Vanilla Sky is better than uh, Abre
0: Los Ojos. You will get some emails for that. Okay. Um, I, you know, I've not seen uh, Abre Los Ojos. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it. I do like the, uh, I like that filmmaker because, as I mentioned, I just rewatched The Others yeah. uh, about a week ago and loved it. So, I'm, I I want to see it. Um, yeah, but, but you I, know what? Didn't, I, I didn't hate Vanilla Sky as much as a lot of people. I actually liked I, I like it Vanilla quite Sky quite a bit.
1: But you know what? I saw the others and I loved it. But then I saw Open Your Eyes and I saw the sea inside and I was like, mm. oh, maybe the others was a
0: fluke. Because
1: hmm. <laughs> the sea inside is uh, terrible.
0: Really? Yeah. I know a lot of people that really enjoyed it. I didn't see it. But because uh, it's just, <laughs> it doesn't sound. Uh, I understand people like, oh, it's uplifting, kind of. And like, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if I, if I liked it. It's, oh, he wants to die. That's, he wa- and he does. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <Jesus> all right. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll be over here then. Um, but uh, I
1: just, Yeah, I just felt like I wanted to say something in this episode that was going to get me some, some emails.
0: Well, and I, I wonder if we'll get any emails from this. Because I'm going to come out against a movie that a lot of people love. Okay. But I don't know how many film nerds love it. Oh, okay. And that's Scarface, the new Scarface. Oh yeah, I think you're safe with film nerds. There. You think so? Yeah. Okay, um, because and it's and it's one that this. Okay, I apologize if this sounds racist, but uh-huh. like when I worked at Blockbuster, I worked with a guy named Alan. He he and I got along splendidly. He was a black guy, and like he wore he had several Scarface shirts. Uh-huh. And I asked him. I was like, Alan, if, no offense. I don't mean. T- it's like, what what is it about that movie that you like? And and he's just and i and i was like because i've you know i've noticed that in african american culture in certain you know in uh-huh. a certain demographic i would say cuz he was like 19 um that scarface is really big you know and he's like he goes ah he goes i for myself he's like i just like the you know he's a guy who just took what he wanted you know he just you know screw screw everyone he just he's going to do what he's going to do i'm like you know he killed a lot of people right so that he could bring drugs in, uh-huh. he did a lot of awful things. Like he's, you know, he's not necessarily a, a symbol of what's great about America. You know, uh, he's not an om- entrepreneur. I guess he is a little bit, but uh, you know, and and so I, so I, I know that Scarface is really big in some cultures, and so I didn't know. And also, it's it's De Palma, and I know a lot of film nerds, yourself included, love De Palma.
1: I don't know that I love him. Okay. And I think, I was actually going to mention De Palma, I think film nerds have uh, sort of just thrown up their hands about De Palma. (laughs) It's like, some of us like him and some of us don't. We don't have to talk about it anymore. (laughs) It's been done to death.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I remember one of my favorite jokes from Mystery Science Theater is uh, one of the, robot says it's like well the film has officially thrown up its hands and said i just don't know <laughs> and uh and then, yeah i think that's a good description of the the world of film nerds ab- about certain filmmakers i'd say m night Shyamalan, brian De Palma. Cool. um but uh d- did i sound racist when i said that no David? it's uh,
1: uh certainly young black men okay uh, a lot of them okay really like scarface okay and it's you know, it makes sense. It's a story of someone who's a, a minority yeah. who is uh at the beginning of the movie just like shit on it, treated terribly yeah. by the white power structure. Yeah. Uh and he uh by breaking the rules, by going against the rules of the white power structure, mm-hmm. he uh he betters himself in some way. Yeah. You know. And and he makes something of himself. It's it's a story that can't help but,
0: but resonate. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and I guess maybe, and I think I may have liked it too before I saw, but I saw that one first, and then I saw the original, the Howard Hawks one.
1: Well, I liked the I liked the De Palma one too before I, you know,
0: turned sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I watched the original, and there's another one like the Lady Killers, where I'm like, wow, the story is very similar. Admittedly, much like King Kong, the De Palma one, solid hour and a half, hour forty five longer. <laughs> But uh, but the original is really great. It's got great acting and all that. But of course, instead of cocaine, he's a bootlegger and all that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, the original there is is really wonderful. But he and, and he's also white. In well, he's Italian.
1: Right. Okay. He's an Italian
0: immigrant, which so. uh,
1: probably at the time meant something. Whereas yes, yes. now and even in the ni- in 1983, yeah. Italian Americans are generally just thought of as white people.
0: Right. Are they?
1: I think by most of the country, I don't. Think, I suppose. Yeah, I don't think we think of. I don't think they have the same problem. It's not like the Italians and the Irish aren't. They're not getting the brunt of the racism anymore. Maybe
0: I'm just thinking about my family because we hate everyone. Oh, okay. Um, now, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything. You know what? Okay. Okay, I know we're running lo- we're running short on time. I like the remake of Insomnia more than the original. I never saw the original. So. Okay. Um, the original is fine. It's very good. But I like the new one more because it really turned the villain into more of a character. And then the character it turned him into is really strong. Yeah. And re- he's not nefarious. He's not evil. He's just a normal guy who's just a little, who's a tad sociopathic. And so, I li- and I know a lot of people, I remember I said that when we were going to school uh-huh. and somebody uh so like that's ridiculous that's you know and part of me wonders like did he say that instinctively because that's because what you say
1: and because criterion put out the dvd <laughs> of the original <laughs> right that's right. probably has a lot to do with
0: criterion it. you know the one that put out the rock <laughs> um and uh and armageddon and fat girl and fat girl yes so um so yeah listeners of course any uh any uh comments that you want to make any uh films that you feel like we could have gotten to um I wanted to bring up the bad news bears because I kind of like uh, the the new one, but uh, but we'll talk. You know, maybe we can talk about that another day. But
1: uh, well, you can email him about it, and he'll talk to you about it. I
0: sure will. <laughs> uh, so of course, uh, battleshippretension at Hotmail.com. Um, you can always go to uh, the website and look at various things. We haven't uh, updated the blog, but there is a new movie recommendation every week. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get you next time. All right, bye bye. <laughs>